The Bible Study Podcast, episode 525. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the kings of Israel and Judah with 2 Samuel chapter 3. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're in that seven-year period where David is king over Judah, but not king over the rest of Israel. And there's really only two chapters here, chapter three and four. We'll do at least chapter three today. We may say four for next week. And they have to do with that interim period and why it changes, what happens. First, we get this from chapter three, verse one. The war between the house of Saul and the house of David lasted a long time. David grew stronger and stronger while the house of Saul grew weaker and weaker. Sons were born to David in Hebron. His firstborn was Amnon, the son of Ahinoam of Jezreel. His second, Kileb, the son of Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. The third, Absalom, the son of Makah, daughter of Tamai, king of Jeshur. The fourth, Adonijah, the son of Haggith. The fifth, Sephatiah, the son of Abital. And the sixth, Ithriam, the son of David's wife, Eglah. These were born to David in Hebron. So the first thing to notice about that is David's got a lot of wives. David's got a number of different sons who are born here, six different sons during this seven-year period, but they're all, each of them, born by a different wife. And frankly, one seems just fine to me, especially if you go back in the Old Testament and you read all the problems that Israel or Jacob had with his different wives and the different rivalries going on there. But David lived in a different time than I do. And the interesting thing about this for me is of all of these six, really we're only going to talk about one of them in any great detail here over the rest of Second Samuel, to the best of my recollection, and that is Absalom. And Absalom is not the firstborn. He is the thirdborn, but he's going to come up again later. So put a pin in that name. And then we get one of the most significant things that happens in this seven-year period. Abner goes over to David. During the war between the house of Saul and the house of David, Abner had been strengthening his own position in the house of Saul. Now Saul had had a concubine named Rizpah, daughter of Ahia, and Ish-bosheth said to Abner, why did you sleep with my father's concubine? Abner was very angry because of what Ishbosheth said, so he answered, Am I a dog's head on Judah's side? This very day I am loyal to the house of your father Saul and to his family and friends. I haven't handed you over to David, yet now you accuse me of an offense involving this woman. May God deal with Abner, be it ever so severely, if I do not do for David what the Lord promised him on an oath and transfer the kingdom from the house of Saul and establish David's throne over Israel and Judah from Dan to Beersheba. Ishbosheth did not dare to say another word to Abner because he was afraid of him. Then Abner sent messengers on his behalf to say to David, whose land is it? Make an agreement with me and I will help you bring all Israel over to you. Good, said David, I will make an agreement with you, but I demand one thing of you. Do not come into my presence unless you bring 
Michael, daughter of Saul, when you come to see me. Then David sent messengers to Ishbosheth, son of Saul, demanding, Give me my wife, Michael, whom I betrothed to myself for the price of a hundred Philistine foreskins. So Ishbosheth gave orders and had her taken away from her husband, Paltiel, son of Laish. Her husband, however, went with her, weeping behind her all the way to Bahurim. Then Abner said, Go back home. So he went back. Abner conferred with the elders of Israel and said, For some time you have wanted to make David your king. Now do it. For the Lord promised David, By my servant David, I will rescue my people Israel from the hand of the Philistines and from the hand of all their enemies. Abner also spoke to the Benjamites in person. Then he went to Hebron to tell David everything that Israel and the whole tribe of Benjamin wanted to do. When Abner, who had 20 men with him, came to David at Hebron, David prepared a feast for him and his men. Then Abner said to David, Let me go at once and assemble all Israel for my lord the king, so that they may make a covenant with you, and that you may rule over all all that your heart desires. So David sent Abner away, and he went in peace. So Abner is the one who was the general under Saul and is general still under his son Ishbosheth. And what we learn here is that he has really got a lot of the power. He has a lot of the people's support. And Ishbosheth does a very foolish thing. He accuses Abner of something. You get the impression this is not something Abner did, of sleeping with one of the concubines, one of his father's concubines. And he breaks the loyalty, basically, between him and Abner. Abner has been supporting him through all of these troubles. Abner apparently has been propping him up because we get this news that all of the elders already wanted to make David king. Now, that's kind of news here. That's the first time we hear it. So it seems like the only reason David isn't king already is Abner. And Ishbosheth does a, this very foolish thing. He accuses him of something, apparently something he didn't do, and he says, okay, that's it. I'm, I'm done with you. We're going to hand the kingdom over David because of this woman, because of this accusation. It pays to be loyal to those who are loyal to you is what we learn here in this particular chapter because Ishbosheth loses all this loyalty because of this accusation. Now, David has a price. David says, hey, hang on, remember that Michael, that's the daughter of Saul, was promised to me, and we were wed, but when I needed to flee, I had to leave her behind, and don't bother coming to me unless you bring her too. So even Ishbosheth says, okay, send her along. So Ishbosheth is going along with this. He knows he has no choice. And so they come, they make a deal. Abner goes away in peace to go talk to the elders. But there's a problem. Remember what happened last chapter, how there were three sons, one of them being Joab, who is the leader of David's army. And the youngest one of his brothers was killed by Abner. Abner tried not to. Abner told the young man to stop following him. I don't want to kill you. But he didn't. Abner killed him. Well, that is going to be dealt with. Just then, David's men and Joab returned from a raid and brought with them a great deal of plunder. But Abner was no longer with David in Hebron, because David had sent him away, and he had gone in peace. When Joab and all the soldiers with him arrived, he was told that Abner, son of Ner, had come to the king, and that the king had sent him away, and that he had gone in peace. 
So Joab went to the king and said, What have you done? Look, Abner came to you. Why did you let him go? Now he is gone. You know Abner, son of Ner. He came to deceive you and observe your movements and find out everything you were doing. Joab then left David and sent messengers after Abner, and they brought him back from the cistern at Sirah. But David did not know it. Now when Abner returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside into an inner chamber as if to speak with him privately, and there, to avenge the blood of his brother Ashael, Joab stabbed him in the stomach and he died. Later when David heard about this, he said, I and my kingdom are forever innocent before the Lord concerning the blood of Abner, son of Ner. May his blood fall on the head of Joab and his whole family. May Joab's family never be without someone who has a running sore or leprosy, or who leans on a crutch, or who falls by the sword, or who lacks food. Joab and his brother Abishai murdered Abner because he had killed their brother Ashael in the battle at Gibeon. Then David said to Joab and all the people with him, Tear your clothes and put on sackcloth, and walk in mourning in front of Abner. King David himself walked behind the bier. They buried Abner in Hebron, and the king wept aloud at Abner's tomb. All the people wept also. The king sang this lament for Abner, Should Abner have died as the lawless die? Your hands were not bound, your feet were not fettered. You fell as one falls before the wicked, and all the people wept over him again. Then they all came and urged David to eat something while it was still day. But David took an oath, saying, May God deal with me, be it ever so severely, if I taste bread or anything else before the sun sets. All the people took note and were pleased. Indeed, everything the king did pleased them. So on that day, all the people there and all Israel knew that the king had no part in the murder of Abner, son of Ner. Then the king said to his men, Do you not realize that a commander and a great man has fallen in Israel this day? And today, though I am the anointed king, I am weak, and the sons of Zeruiah are too strong for me. May the Lord repay the evildoer according to his evil deeds. And so we had this chance for peace, but we get this impulsive and, of course, vengeful act by Joab. And we understand why Joab did this, but we see part of the problem here of that circle of violence that we see so often in affairs where there has been war, and after a while there is so much bloodshed that it's difficult to end it because there is always one more death to avenge. But David didn't want that. That wasn't what David was looking for. David was looking for peace. And fortunately, David makes it clear to the people that this was not what he wanted. And it would have been difficult for him to rule if he hadn't made that clear. If they thought he was yet another vengeful king, then why should they change one for another? And so it was important here what David does in response to this murder. Now, it's interesting that he has this curse on Joab and his family, but he doesn't punish him directly. He understands what Joab has done. He doesn't want Joab to do that. So he's kind of caught in this in-between space where he can't punish Joab, but on the other hand, he can leave that for God's wrath. And we're getting close to David, king of Israel. We've got one more chapter, and it happened one chapter from now, and a little spoiler there. But come back next week, and we'll talk about that. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. 
There's no better way to start your day than spending time in God's Word and in prayer. Don't know where to start? We have a free daily prayer podcast created to help you do just that. The Your Daily Prayer podcast delivers a thoughtful devotional and timely prayer to you seven days a week. Gain inspiration, faith, and encouragement with daily messages in 10 minutes or less. To start listening now, search Your Daily Prayer on your favorite podcast app or visit lifeaudio.com.